You're listening to Generate a Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm your friend and confidant, Erin Gray. I created this podcast for all the generators in the world to inspire you to live a life that you love and desire, that is in alignment with who you truly are, not who you think you should be. Hi, how are you today? Yesterday, we went to Bogus Basin. We're over in Idaho for this month, and we went to Bogus Basin, which is, I think, like a it's not a ski in ski out, but, um, a ski area. I don't know what you call it. And, uh, during the summertime they do mountain biking and they kind of turn it into a, we did like a tubing and Alpine, uh, like cars and stuff. And we rode the goodness. What is the word we rode the chairlifts up the mountain, which was super nice, but we were there for probably seven or seven, yeah, probably seven hours yesterday. And I am exhausted today. So we've been laying low. Um, so on today's podcast, I want to talk about being attached versus knowing and feeling relaxed. This came up the other day, a girlfriend of mine, she asked me, we communicate on Marco Polo. And she asked me the other day, she was like, how do you become attached to something that you really, really want? And I thought that this would make a really good podcast because I think that this eluded me for so long because people talk about detachment, but I don't think they like get like down to the nitty gritty of why do we do it and how do we, we release it? So what I told her, the simple answer, right? It's always simple. And also our brains are like, what? But the simple answer is to trust. And this was something that took me a long time to build this muscle up and long time, maybe possibly in years. Um, but long as in, I had so much evidence of the opposite, right. Of distrust. And I thought that I had to do all the heavy lifting by myself. And I didn't know or believe that I was co-creating with the universe or the higher power spirit, God, whatever you believe in. So if you have been raised to either one, you don't ask for what you truly want because you either one didn't get it when you were younger, or maybe your parents, you know, had stories or beliefs along the lines that like what you wanted was too expensive, or, you know, maybe like you should be grateful for what you have. If you got something that you didn't necessarily want, or you just stopped asking for you wanted because you had a belief that like, it wouldn't really ever come. And, you know, you might have built up that I don't have, I'm using air quotes, you know, I don't have faith or trust muscle because you just have so much evidence of how, when you do ask for what you want, it didn't come. And so when you got older and you started writing down your goals, and if you're like me, hmm, I stopped writing down goals probably, probably for like 10 years because I literally was like, what's the point, right? And I think a lot of people talk about goals, but don't show you how, you know, to, to reach them. And really what we're trying to do is, is feel a feeling with our goals. Um, and so, you know, I would write down goals and it wouldn't happen, or I would just forget about them. And it was like, well, what's the point if you are the type of person right now that 
you have goals, but you grasp so tightly to them, it's totally fine. It's not a problem. This is not a place to like beat yourself up, but maybe possibly you don't trust that it's already done. And when I mean done, I mean like whatever you ask for, it's already given, right? It's, it's on its way. And so some of us, this is all of these that I'm going to tell you about. This used to be me. You don't trust that it's already done. And you are possibly relying on the thing, you know, that's, that's your goal is to give you the feeling that you want. So you can see episode 15, if you want, where I talk about living in the unknown and generating feelings without actually having the thing we can feel our feelings, regardless of whether we have what we want or not. And you also might just have a belief that when you have it, then you believe that you'll believe it, right? Like, oh, once I, like the belief is what comes after versus, you know, how it works is well, we believe first and then we create the thing. So how do you actually learn how to trust? Simply is we just start, like it's a discipline. It's just choosing to focus more on trusting versus not trusting. It's finding evidence for where, even the littlest thing, right? And focusing on that, starting simple and starting really small. You might want to ask yourself, what are you actually getting out of not trusting? To give you some insight onto why you're choosing to not trust. Because if you really get honest with yourself, there is a feeling and a reason there. Like we're getting something out of, and it's typically an ego thing, right? It's not like you're doing this intentionally. It's like, there is an, an ego thing. What I mean is like our brains are doing it in a way to keep us safe because maybe something happened. Like for instance, if you don't trust, I'm just using this as an example. If you don't trust, you might be getting where you're being protected from disappointment, right? Because as we work towards our goals, we're going to feel disappointment, right? Like I think about when I'm you know, working now on building my business, like there's going to be, I'm just going to fail until I succeed. And a lot of us have been taught like failing is bad, or, you know, there's something wrong if we're failing. It's like, no, we, we experience disappointment. We experience, you know, and I am using air quotes failing because failing isn't even a bad thing. Like that's, we're not taught that in schools. So there is a reason why you are choosing not to trust. And there's a feeling underneath there. So you just got to find it and get clarity on it. And then you can lovingly release it, right? Like it protected you. It got you to where you are. And also you don't have to keep it. I think of beliefs like suitcases, right? Or grocery bags. Some of them, they feel really good to keep. And some of them we can just let go of and we don't have to carry anymore. So Like I mentioned, a lot of times it does come back to our egos. Like we can be right about something. We get to feel a feeling like disappointment or apathy. And these can be addictive emotions. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about our emotions can be addictive and our body. If we haven't felt that in a while, our body wants to feel that feeling again. So it'll serve it up either in a thought or in an emotion. So really getting clear on what are those feelings that I'm getting out of not trusting. Now, as far as goals go, the what 
And the why is our job, meaning that what you want and why you want it, you've got to know that. You have to know what it is you actually want with specificity, right? We can't just say like, oh, I want a really nice house because how is the universe supposed to deliver that to us? Like what's nice to someone might not be nice to you, but like, and I don't want to go down there because some of us are specific manifestors and some of us are non-specific manifestors. And what I mean by that is for me, when I think about something in great specificity, I can generate that emotion. It lights me up for some people who are non-specific manifestors. It's like that kind of stresses them out. So more so just getting into the feeling of what you want, um, you know, and allowing it to come, but you still have to know like, okay, you want this type of car or this or something better, right? Like you have to ask for what you want and why you want it. So this is comes from our heart's desire, not our ego. So what I mean is I want it just because I want it is a heart's desire. And that might even bring up stories about, you know, we are brought up with like, you have to have a reason why you want it. Why do you want this? It's like, no, we just want it because we want it and it would be fun or it's just nice to have, or, um, you know, any of those things. And I want it because I want to be able to share it with, you know, with my family or my, or my partner, or, you know, with my friends, whatever that might be like, those are going to be heart's desires. Ego desires look like, oh, Susie down the street has one and I want it, right? Or I won't feel a certain way until I have this thing. Those are all ego desires. The rest is up to the universe, God spirit to deliver it to us on the time frame and how it comes. And this is where I think we get attached. Our minds, right? We have a time frame that we want it in, but sometimes that can even limit us because if we think we can do something in six months, but if we didn't put a time frame on it at all, and it can come in three months, right? So, yes, having a time frame and also not being attached to the time frame, there's a difference there. And then how it comes, right? A lot of times things have come to me in ways that I couldn't have even imagined and in better right? It showed up better than what I thought it was going to. And we don't know the how until it's all said and done. So if we truly were to know that deep in our soul, that it's on its way, then we can just relax. We can have fun and we can enjoy the process. And I know that this is easier said than done. And also this is some of our work, right? This is the place where we get to show gratitude and appreciation for the thing that's on its way, because think of it this way. If you already had what you were wanting, right? If you already had the thing, those would probably be some of the feelings that you would be experiencing. So practicing that ahead of time, being in that vibration already and staying in that vibration of gratitude is like an ultra magnet to having what we want. Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to receive your human design chart, you can head over to my website at Generate a Life Well Lived to receive your free chart. As always, from my soul to yours.